The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is August 18th, 2015. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host, we have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV in the state of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and it's great to be with you. All right. Now, Bill, you you attended uh, the DAV uh, conference, didn't you? Just that recently. was the National Convention of the Disabled American Veterans. It was held in uh, Denver, Colorado last week, and we were uh, very much happy to uh, uh, to welcome the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, uh, Bob McDonald, and Chairman Jeff Miller of the uh, House Veterans uh, Committee. Uh, we had a uh, town hall meeting there. It was great. And, Gary, if I can, on a very sad note, this past Sunday we lost the oldest living World War II veteran. Uh, Her name is Emma Didlake. A female. 110 years of age. We lost her on Sunday. Oh, geez. Sorry to hear that. Well, anyway, I heard you love the Denver airport, and you want to do this monthly, right? (laughs) <laughs> Denver Airport is a major, major challenge. Yes, I bet it is. Uh, before we get started, I also want to put a special thanks out there to Staff Sergeant uh, Jim Klug. Uh, he was the co-host every now and then, and er- actually every other show. And uh, we want to say a special thanks. He's going on a sabbatical. Uh, he'll probably be back with us after the first of the year. Boy, what a vacation. Unbelievable. Anyway, last week we had Ryan Birdman Parrott, founder, president, and CEO uh, for Sons of the Flag. They're a pretty unique organization. Sons of the Flag is a nonprofit organization committed to supporting military, first responder, and civilian burn survivors by providing funding for innovative research. They bring together passionate community leaders, pioneer physicians, experienced military service members, dedicated first responders, and civilians to complete their mission. They're going to be starting a new program very soon. When that happens, we will have them back on the air to tell us all about it. Well, let's get to our show here. We have two great guests with us today to fill us in about their nonprofit organization that's celebrating their 25th year of servicing our military and their families. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce our first guest? Certainly, Gary. And uh, I have the honor in introducing Brian Gaughan, Vice 
President of Operations for the Fisher House. Brian is a retired uh, Navy veteran of 28 years of naval service. Uh, he joined the uh, foundation in 2010 after 28 years of military service. Brian is a graduate of the U.S. Naval Academy. He holds a master's degree from the Naval War College and has logged over 3,500 flight hours in fighter aircraft as a Naval Flight Officer. Brian's last active duty assignment was as the Professor of Naval Science at the George Washington University. He also served on the scholarship selection board for the Navy's ROTC program. Brian, a combat veteran of six fleet tours in fighter aircraft, he served as commanding officer of the Navy's first F-18F Super Hornet Squadron. Brian's staff experience includes consecutive tours in the Pentagon as a budget analyst and executive assistant in the Navy's Program Directorate and Division Chief for the Director of the Navy Staff. Brian also served two years in Stavanger, Norway, as a Strategic Plans Officer assigned to NATO's Headquarters North. Welcome to our show, Brian. Welcome, Brian. Gary, Bill, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. All right. You know, along with Brian, we have Carrie Childress. She currently serves as a Vice President for Communications uh, at the Fisher House Foundation. Having recently retired for the government after 33 years of service, that's a long time, Carrie. <laughs> she, she was on the front lines in California when the severely injured troops started coming back from the Iraq and Afghanistan and saw firsthand the impact of the Fisher House and the difference it made for our veterans and their families and including the VA staff. A Navy veteran herself, she's been serving veterans for her entire career. Prior to coming to the Fisher House Foundation, Carrie spent 12 years with the Department of Veterans Affairs, nine years with the U.S. Armed Forces Retirement Home, six years with the Military District of Washington, and five years with Arlington National Cemetery. A Navy veteran from the Vietnam era, Carrie holds a master's degree in public relations from American University. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you so very much, and thank you for giving us this wonderful opportunity to talk about Fisher House. All right. Uh, again, uh, Brian or Carrie, whichever one wants to answer this question, how and why did Fisher House concept get started? Yeah, I'll take this one, uh, okay. Gary. Uh, about 25 years ago, an American patriot by the name of uh, Zachary Fisher uh, who had done many great things for the military already. He was uh, the gentleman who got a consortium together in New York to uh, rescue the USS Intrepid, you know, a famous World War II carrier that was going to be scrapped, and got a group together that made that into the Sea Air Space Museum it is today. Uh, he had also written checks out of his own pocket uh, when the Marines were killed in 1983 in Beirut, uh, to each of the families of uh, the Marines that were killed during that time. He had been a uh, 
an immigrant, his family were immigrants, and uh, they'd made their fortune in construction in New York, and he was one of those folks that always felt that he had to give back. Well, when you do those type of things, you meet friends in high places, and uh, he was friends with the chief of naval operations, and they were visiting Bethesda uh, Naval Hospital in Maryland one time, and uh, he's talked to the chief and said, you know, what can I do? How can I help? And in uh, discussions with he and his wife, uh, they said, you know, we could really use a place for these families to stay when they come for treatment. There's no hotels nearby, and even if they were, we've got a lot of young sailors that wouldn't be able to afford to stay there. And uh, Zach said, hey, I'm a builder. Uh, I can do that. I can help. And he built the first 20 fishing houses out of his own pocket. Wow. It's it's interesting. I would add to that a a quote um, by Zachary Fisher. He says, um, I look back and I know I have made a difference in someone's life. I look forward and feel certain that we will be making meaningful changes in many lives. Where there is military, there is a Fisher house. Where there is a Fisher house, there will always be caring, warmth, security, and compassion. So Brian hit the nail right on the head when he talked about Zachary's love for the military, even though he himself never served, um, and his his devotion to taking care of the military and their families. Um, well, how many Fisher houses are there today? Well, we've got 65 today, uh, including one in the United Kingdom. We kind of exported the wow. model to them. So many of, of uh, our allies from Great Britain had stayed at... Uh, one of the two, their families had stayed at one of the two Fisher houses we built in Landstuhl, Germany, which of course is a hospital uh, that our troops were evacuated when they were taken out of theater from Landstuhl or from uh, Afghanistan or Iraq. And so a number of their folks had been through there and uh, were so impressed that uh, they wanted one themselves. But 65 houses, and that uh, includes uh, um, 38 houses at uh, the military plus the remaining uh, 24 or uh, 26 houses at the VA hospitals all across the country from Alaska to Florida. Wow. Great. You know, I, I would add, though, that um, the houses, although, although it's a great benefit to the families to have a free place to stay, these houses are just so much more than a free place to sleep. And they were designed that way by Zachary and have certainly continued along those same lines. These homes are also an environment for healing. They're a place where, where families can confide with one another, can talk to one another and see where, where they are, to, to cry on their shoulders, to laugh with them when things happen well. Um, and I'll give you an example of, of what happened once at the Palo Alto um, Fisher House, a, a very, very severely marine, a severely injured Marine came back from Iraq, um, very bad brain injury, very young, and with him was his even younger wife, who was just 19 years old and eight months pregnant, and she arrived with no family, and so it was just amazing to watch within days this young lady had more moms and more grandmas than you can imagine. And it was actually the mother of an injured Marine who was another injured Marine who was being treated at the hospital there who held her hand um, as she delivered her baby girl. 
And that baby's first home for the first six months of her life was a Fisher house. And when she left, they had to actually rent a U-Haul for all the gifts uh, from the people in the home who had Uh just taken taken her into their hearts. That is phenomenal. That is great. And that never would have happened in a hotel. That's right. That's right. Well, believe it or not, it's break time already. Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. And just to remind everyone that if you're ever in the Medford, Oregon area, be sure to stop for breakfast at, or, or lunch, actually, at Punky's Diner every Wednesday. And also every Wednesday morning, they host the American Heroes Breakfast Club. And if you're coming in as a new member, you're going to get a free breakfast. They do have a lot of veterans that show up for this, so just be sure that you... Do come early. Be there by 7.30 in the morning, and uh, you'll see what I mean. It's a very, very tight crowd. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Carrie and Brian with Fisher House Foundation. And Bill, you had a question. Yes, I, and I, I, this question came about from Carrie's last response. Uh, when she spoke about the healing process. Gary, as you know, both you and I are from the Vietnam era. I had boots on the ground in uh, in Vietnam, and, you know, it was a different situation back then. Uh, I don't think there was anything that was comparable to a, a Fisher House back at that time. And, and the experience that we had, uh, you know, returning from combat in the battlefield, to home and community, uh, you know, this this was a, a real challenge for a lot of us. So, Kerry, uh, I'm just imagining that uh, with being able to have 
families and the wounded warriors there doing this process of healing, that there must be some significant stories that you can recall how having a Fisher House and how this helped those individuals as they are getting back to some sense of normalcy. There absolutely are, but, you know, before we do that, can I hit on a point that you just made? Two things. First of all, thank you very, very much for your service, and and particularly your combat service. Yes, I was in during NAM. I was never boots on the ground, so kudos and hats off to you for your um, unbelievable service. Secondly... Like you, I was here. I was, I was very much aware of, of what our veterans from Vietnam came home to. And, and I'm so excited that one of the things that Fisher House is now doing, we were not there for our Vietnam vets and their families when they came back, but we're there for them now. And that, I just cannot tell you how much that warms my heart. Um, at the VA hospitals, there are a lot of Vietnam-era families who are staying there now, who are healing there, who are next to their loved ones. There are World War II families that are there while, they're, while their loved ones are in the hospice. Cancer treatments, things along those lines. We have a Korean War veteran, the, one of the most charming, charming men you would ever want to meet who spends six months out of every year at the Fisher House going through special blood treatment because of his 100% service-connected disability. And if he did not have that, he, if he did not have the Fisher House where he could stay during these extensive blood treatments, he has no idea what he would do. So to be able to be there now for our Korean vets and, and our Vietnam era vets, I just can't tell you how much that excites me. But I think Brian has a story to your other point. Go for it, Brian. Well, you know, the, uh, one of our famous sayings is, you know, family's love is the best medicine. And uh, I'll give you a great example of uh, a terrific uh, human being by the name of Chaz Allen, who is uh, uh Injured by an IED, lost both of his legs above the knee, and uh, he and his uh, young wife and their two children were, you know, he'd been evacuated uh, and was receiving treatment at Walter Reed, and they didn't know about us. Uh, So he and his wife, uh, Jessica, were, you know, by long distance trying to communicate, okay, how do we do this? We want to give the girls some normalcy in their life, but honey, I want to be there for you to help you recovery. And they had literally decided that they were going to take all their assets, every every penny they had, and uh, Jessica was going to try and fly back and forth between uh, um, Walter Reed and Tennessee so the kids could stay at home. She'd be with them, but she'd ricochet back and forth. And she was working through this, and... Uh, she got out to, uh, they found out that, you know, there was a, a Fisher house at Walter Reed. And so she was relieved about, oh, wonderful, I've got a place to stay and I can be with them. But in the process of checking into the Fisher house, he also found out about our Hero Miles program where we use donated frequent flyer miles to help families get to the bedside of wounded and injured and ill service members. And so we were able to help her 
fly back and forth and bring the children when they need to be. The kids could stay in school, have some normalcy in their life, but yet they could be my dad. And uh, they said, Chaz says, that contribution to the healing process was immeasurable. To know he didn't have to worry about, where's my wife stand? Are my girls okay? Uh, in fact, uh, the first time his family saw him with his prosthesis was actually in the Fisher house. They, you know, they didn't want to be traumatic for the girls. Uh, they arranged for him to come over the house. Uh, he saw them, and he was dumbstruck when he saw that they were staying in a lovely home. The the other families in the house that were helping them, they knew his children's name, they knew his wife, they knew about him, they were helping them, and uh, and it was just fantastic. And the kids referred to it as their home. And he just said that relieved all the weight off of him that he could concentrate on getting better. And he even allowed them while they're in uh, the area in Washington, D.C., to go to Walter Reed. And we have pictures of his, his daughters doing rehab with him in the hospital. And uh, to this day, uh, they just are forever grateful for the impact of our programs, our Fisher Houses and our Hero Miles, that help them get back on the track to some, to, you know, the next phase of their life. That's well, that's phenomenal. amazing, uh, Brian, because as you know, uh, our, our men and women who have served this country, and as a result of their service, whether it be have been uh, on, on the boots in the ground on, in combat, World War II, Korea, uh, Vietnam, and even up to these most recent wars that we're, we're having, miraculously, if today we could stop every weapon of war and silence that on the battlefields, there will. I believe always be a need for the service that the Fisher House offers because just look at our world, all of those war eras that I just mentioned that people are still recovering uh, up, up, up until this day. So uh, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, the things that the Fisher House does and they do them well it's going to be here for a long period of time because there's so many of us that, uh, you know, our, our time for recovery, it's going to be over a long period of time. Bill, it's going you know, there's to be, 22. It's, it's going to be Go ahead, a lifetime Kate. for many of them. You're absolutely right. It's going to be a lifetime. And, um, and I think people tend to forget that. In the, in the general, in the civilian sector, they think the, the wars are over or are winding down, so why do we need to be supporting veterans any longer? And they tend to forget that although we had far, far fewer deaths than we've ever had in any major conflict in our, here, in our history, thank goodness for amazing military medicine and the ability to transport patients quickly to an American hospital. And thank God that has happened. What they tend to forget, though, is that many of these people have come home severely injured and will be carrying these injuries, particularly traumatic brain injury and mental health issues like post-traumatic stress disorder, for the rest of their lives. And so you couldn't have hit on a key point that's more important for people to remember. We owe these men and women not just while they're serving. We owe them their entire lives. 
Carrie touches on a great point there. There are 22 million veterans today, and, uh, you know, they need that care. And in fact, we serve really three demographics that people don't think about that are just as as relevant in peacetime as they are in wartime. I mean, certainly, I mean, we serve active duty militaries and we serve wounded warriors, but we lose, uh, you know, sailors, Marines, soldiers to car accidents, to cancer, to cardiac. That happens every day. That doesn't stop when the war stops in their wives get breast cancer, their children get leukemia or diseases that they have to be treated in the hospital. Um, we treat veterans, we treat active duty, wounded, injured, and ill, and we treat their dependents that receive their treatment at military hospitals. So we help anyone who's a patient at a VA or a military medical center. You know, their families, the houses. You know, people are concerned about the wounded warriors, but anyone who's treated there, these houses, so their family members can be by their side and help them heal. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, what about, uh, there's always that question, um, what if there was no room at the, at the Fisher house itself? Uh, what other benefits are there? Go for it, Brian. Well, we've got a program called Hotels for Heroes, where much like our uh, Hero Miles programs where people donate their frequent flyer miles to us and then we consolidate those and use them to fly families to the bedside of wounded, injured, and ill service members. Uh, Three years ago, we started a program where people could donate their hotel rewards points to us. And uh, just last month, we provided over 316 uh, nights of lodging at chains like Wyndham and Marriott. Uh, so families, if their loved one, if the Fisher house was full or if uh, they were, say, a military member was being treated in an area where we don't yet have a Fisher house or maybe they were being treated at a uh, civilian hospital because of the unique care they needed, uh, we were able to provide their families uh, hotel rooms nearby free of cost. That's, yeah. pretty, that's pretty nice. We also, um, another uh, interesting um, little side story concerning Fisher House, um, as you know, as the Fisher House program adapted and grew to accommodate the number of casualties of the ongoing wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, it became very apparent that there was a need for another kind of Fisher House, the first of its kind, and that was at Dover Air Force Base where we needed to build a home for families who lost a loved one in service to their country, um, where they could witness the dignified transfer of remains at Dover Air Force Base and be there with other families or alone if that's what they needed. They were there with, with um, spiritual help. And, and it was a beautiful home that was set up with its own um, like chapel, off to the side, a healing garden of sorts. We, we got a beautiful letter um, from a father, and, and I would love to just read you what he wrote. Sure. Um, he said, we arrived at Dover around 9. Raw with emotion, we were driven to a special location on base, the Fisher House. In those terrible days, we were not, quote, normal. 
and needed to be surrounded by those who could both help and respect our privacy. Fisher House provided us this quiet service. I was allowed a respectful place to meet with and be guided through the hard business of death. I still read that quote and get goosebumps because I just can't imagine what it would mean to me as the parent, first of all, to lose one of my children, but but to have a place where you could feel as much comfort as possible. Yes, so the, the Dover Fisher House really serves that purpose, and, and it is kind of unique in that regard to all our other Fisher Houses. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. A remarkable story about that. You know, they previously, that was a, a private uh, ceremony. They didn't allow the families to attend the dignified transfer, and, and they'd opened it up because it was concerned that that should be uh, an opportunity for families to go. Uh, but you know, Dover's in a very busy area. There's a there's a NASCAR track there. There's a number of events, and there were opportunities where there was no room at any of the local hotels or on base for families to stay. And imagine that the, your loved one's making the last journey home. And when our uh, uh, chairman Ken Fisher, grandnephew of uh, Zach Fisher, heard about that, he immediately approached the. Uh, uh, chief of staff of the Air Force, and offered uh, to build a Fisher House at Dover, and it was so important. We broke ground in May, a Memorial Day of 2010, and by Veterans Day, that house was complete. And in the following year after that, they averaged about 100 family members a month that went through Dover to see a loved one make that final trek home. Wow, that's unbelievable. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump into a break. I came quite quickly again. Don't forget to visit the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. We do have an archive library of radio shows. We've created a veterans resource that is truly making a difference through our weekly live shows. All our shows are archived on demand for easy access to resources and events anytime, anywhere, on any mobile device. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on a variety channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Carrie and Brian, with the Fisher House Foundation. And uh, Carrie, how do our listeners get involved with, uh, say, their, their hotel uh, to give you know, that time, that extra time uh, as far as the hotels go or uh, even the uh, flight miles? How do they go about that? Um, it's easy, actually. And what's really nice is that for people who just really kind of live from paycheck to paycheck, like many people in this country do, there are other ways that you can give and help families and service members in this country. And that is through donating um, your frequent flyer miles and even something as small as a 1,000 miles makes a huge difference, you know, when a lot of people are doing it. Or if you've got some miles that are going to expire, by all means, don't let them expire. Give them to Fisher House so that we can use those to serve families and military. Same is true if you have points for hotels. If you want to donate those to us, then we can use those points to actually help families who, one, have to are receiving treatment in areas where there's not a Fisher House, or as you said earlier, um, if they're if they get there and the Fisher House is full, this will allow us the opportunity to help them um, stay without having to pay a lot of money. Go on our website, and the website's really easy to remember. It's fisherhouse.org. Fisherhouse altogether, fisherhouse.org. If you get to that website, then we'll guide you right to where you need to go to donate your miles or donate your hotel. If you want to donate money um, in honor of somebody's birthday or in honor of your grandfather, uh, you can do that too. Anything you want to do, including should you want to volunteer at a Fisher House near you, go up on the website, fisherhouse.org. There is a list of where all the homes are located, and there is a contact information for each of the Fisher House managers. So if, even if you don't have any miles, you don't have any hotels, and you don't have the, uh, the money to, to donate, you can still give of your time um, if you're so inclined. All right. Now, Bill, you had a question just before we yes, get back to uh, break. Uh, uh, Gary and, and Carrie, what a, a, a painless way in donating that really would make a difference in uh, uh, the wounded warriors and their families' lives. That, 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 that's a certainly a good way to do that. Uh, you know, uh, I, I have this feeling that, uh, and, and I've seen it, that the greatest void in our veterans community is a lack of information about many things, and I whether it be health care 
or getting uh, uh, information about our benefits and how to negotiate that. And I, I think something here that can be very helpful in this information providing uh, is to explain the negotiating process between the Fisher House and the VA or the Department of Defense when a new facility, a new Fisher House facility is being considered for construction? Oh, fantastic question, Bill. You know, the first thing is identifying the need. You know, I mentioned earlier that we had 65 Fisher Houses, but, you know, there's over 150 major VA medical centers, and every one of those would love to have a Fisher House. And some that already have them would love to have a second house or a third. In fact, we have five houses today uh, at Walter Reed, and, you know, three of those houses can handle 20 families. So there's 60 families just in those houses right there because there's such a great need. And it comes down to exactly that. The services, the Army, Navy, and the Air Force that operate military hospitals identify those hospitals that have the most patients that have family members that would need to travel and be by their care. Uh, Of course, you know, the two key ones are Walter Reed Military Medical Center in Washington, D.C., and and Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio. But uh, as I mentioned, we have 38 locations, or 38 houses across the country, um, and that's all based on need. And as we see, and a house gets full, we realize, and it maintains a high occupancy, the services will come back to us and say, hey, uh, the house at uh, Keesler Air Force Base is constantly full. We'd like to get on the list for a second house. And so the services consolidate their list between the Army, Navy, and Air Force. They submit that to us. And then the VA has a process where local hospitals can submit to the VA and say, we would like a Fisher House, and they review that, and then they give us a prioritized list across the country, say, these these are the locations where we'd like a Fisher House, and then it's our job to work with them to find out, because we build on government property. We want the families, if something goes wrong, we want them to be right by the hospital so they can be by their loved one's side immediately. So we actually build on the military base or on the VA campus on government property. And of course, some of these hospitals have been around for years, so there's not a lot of real available real estate. So sometimes it takes a little horse trading or figuring out uh, how we can creatively create a space for that Fisher House on the campus or on the military base so it's close enough that uh, the families can be by their loved one. And that usually will identify the need, you know, a couple years out. Uh, in fact, we have a long list of, of places that are recognized needs. We get the funds to build, uh, you know, four or five houses a year. We've been blessed. And, and we're actually hoping to uh, start construction on uh, six houses next year and, and six houses the year after that. Um, right, right now, as I speak, we've got about 10 houses. We're finishing up three, and, and we've got another, uh, you know, um, five houses that we're, we're finishing up. Actually, about seven houses we should finish up by the end of t- 2016 that are already in construction right now. And that is all part of a process of visiting with that local VA, meeting with uh, representatives from uh, uh, the Veterans Affairs main office in Washington, D.C., or going out to the military bases and working with the, uh, uh, the chiefs of installation for the Army, Navy, and Air Force and identifying those um, 
locations and where it's serviceable and where we can put it and uh, and supporting those families. And from the time we break ground, our goal is to have that house up and running, fully furnished, turnkey, so that on the day that we cut that ribbon and turn that house over to the government for their operation, it has everything they need from pots and pans and sheets to artwork to, I mean, these homes are beautifully furnished. We have a designer from uh, the Dallas area who handpicks every piece of furniture for those houses so that those families come in, honestly feel like they're in a, a beautiful home, which is the way Zach wanted it. He wanted them to feel like they were staying in his house and he was a millionaire. But, uh, and the, VA it's, it's funny, you're right. I, Go ahead, Gary. I lost count of the number of people. I truly did. I lost count of the number of people whom I heard say, I have never stayed in a place this nice. Because many of them are enlisted and enlisted families, and, and they are so sincere. I, had one, I heard one family walk through the front door and said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong place. And, and the manager said, no. Where where are you trying to get to? And they said the Fisher House, and she goes, "This is the Fisher House." All right. <laughs> and his eyes just got so big. But yeah, Brian's right. They're beautiful, beautiful homes. All right. Now, do you have well, any indication that maybe uh, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the new Orlando, uh, the Lake Nona Medical Center that uh, just went up? Um, it's unbelievable. It's very, very large, and it's going to service 400,000 veterans in the Central Florida area. Um, do you know anything about a Fisher House going up over there in that location? Why, yes, we do. We've been All negotiating right. to uh, break ground in 2016. <laughs> Uh, yes, we're we very are. excited about uh, building in Orlando. Yeah, that's that's the first uh, VA built since I think it was 1995. Uh, so it's kind of unique. T- there's a couple of key, very key hospitals they've got going on right now: Las Vegas, Orlando, uh, Denver that are going to be state-of-the-art hospitals, and we've got plans for each one of those. In fact, we've already broken ground at Vegas. We're getting ready at Orlando, and uh, as soon as uh, Denver finishes up, we're going to build there as well. Well, Brian, I'd just like to say to you that not only are they uh, great-looking facilities and, and accommodating, but they are so close I mean, in proximity to the hospital at Andrews Air Force Base in here in Maryland, where I'm familiar with. I mean, it's a stone's throw. I mean, and and as you probably know, they're redoing the, uh, 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 there's a big construction project there with the hospital at Andrews Air Force Base. And, of course, at the the VA's uh, medical center in Washington, D.C., the location there is so nice, I mean, right near the parking area which that where it sets it, it, it that was the parking area and you can just walk right from the door there into the to the main hospital so i that that makes a difference also that the close proximity uh, quickly getting into those facilities to see their loved ones when they come to be with them uh, we've For had sure. soldier sailors tell us that you know they actually could look out their window from their hospital bed and see the Fisher House, and that was important to them. Oh, definitely. I can understand that. Well, we're going to take a break. Okay. That that 
break time comes around awful quick. <laughs> do, you, do you own a business? Would you be interested in saving money on your merchant account? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. Uh, by the way, they are national. Give Josh a call right now. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407 4010772. That's 4074010772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and a Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Carrie Ann Bryan, with the Fisher House Foundation. And uh, explain the value of the community across the country helping, assisting, and participating in helping the Fisher House program. Well, the community is important from the very start all the way through. Uh, when we identify an area where we're going to build, we'll go to that community and reach out to the leaders. We'll go to the hospital, and then we'll look for folks that are civic leaders that are interested in raising funds to help make that Fisher House their own. So we'll go to a new community and say, you know, meet with some of the leaders and go, who would like to take on this campaign uh, within your community to help raise funds, to help us build this Fisher House? Ideally, you know, we'd like the community to raise half their funds. Uh, the house is run from 5 to $7 million, which seems like an awful lot, but when you consider that you're giving them to the government, they're going to last for years and years. Uh, they've got sprinkler systems, anti-terrorism. They're built in so that, that the government can safely operate them and meet all the specifications they need. Uh, so we'll reach out to the community, get a group of leaders there that will raise funds within that community to help make that uh, house a reality. And then 
once we've raised the funds and build the house and turn over the government, oftentimes those groups will stay together and sustain that house. They'll continue to raise funds so they can uh, you know, build new projects there, support the families, community groups such as churches or veteran service organizations like DAV or the Legion will uh, volunteer. Hey, we're going to cook, uh, bring meals to the house the second Tuesday of every month. Or uh, local businesses may decide, hey, we'd like to come over and landscape the yard or do those things. So everything from initially working with the community to raise funds to sustainment funds later on, and, and really, that's not as such a great need because uh, the houses are funded uh, for operations once we build them and turn them over to the government. Our greatest need is always building that next house, uh, but then also doing things for that manager so she can help those families as they come into town because they've left home and they forgot a toothbrush or, or barely packed a bag and they get there and, and having those little extra things because, uh, you know, Besides just being a house, uh, they've got to eat, they've got to sleep, they've got to get back and forth and present all those little niceties so that they can be by their loved one's side. Can't beat that. Not at all. Right. You know, it's interesting, um, since Fisher House began, we have actually provided nearly 6 million days of lodging. Um, with savings to military and veterans' families of over $282 million. Uh, so it, the nice thing about giving to the Fisher House, either through money, through Hero Miles, through, through your hotel points, through volunteer time, is you are giving to an organization that's going to keep on giving for many, many years to come, potentially for generations to come. And and well, I think that's something that. that makes people feel good. To, to touch on that, generations, uh, I met a soldier who was uh, uh, family stayed at the Fisher House when he was born, and then he was uh, uh, ill later on and treated at the hospital, and then his family stayed there again while he was serving. So there's yeah. there's a lifetime of of uh, opportunity for for uh, treatment to those in need in both the military and the veterans community. Right. And 70, what is that, $73 million in, in hero miles? That's quite an accomplishment there. Yeah. Well, yeah. that number's actually up to about $91 million now. I just got the latest yeah. report. We've done over 58,000 tickets. Uh, last month alone, we did uh, over saved families over a million dollars, and that's a really great need for us. As Carrie mentioned, you know the airlines have kind of changed their frequent flyer things, and demand is so high. So we desperately need. If if you have friends or or listeners out there that have frequent flyer miles they aren't going to use, please, please, please send them to our website, and and we'll put them to good use. Trust me. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do they need as far as the air miles go or uh, or the hotel? Uh, we did mention that a little bit earlier, talked about it. Um, what? How does it work? Do they have something on writing from the hotels? Or, if, if, or? They will, if they will just go to our website, fisherhouse.org, we'll walk them through it. They will actually then be guided to the United Airlines or Delta Airlines websites where they will then be able to just transfer their frequent flyer miles right over to, to the Fisher House. So it's a really quite easy process, and it's all done online, 
and, um, and, and we guide you step by step. It's not a difficult process. If you can just get to fisherhealth.org, uh, we will tell you how to do it. All right. Bill? Well, I tell you, this is just outstanding, uh, 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 Gary, um, with the, those miles being available. And I would imagine in connection with that, although this may be a little bit different, you're also working along with uh, 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 this project of the, the honor flights and bringing folks into the uh, Washington, D.C. area at the World War II uh, monument and uh, places like that around town. I, I I didn't have all the information on that, but I, I seem to have heard that the Fisher House had been involved in something like that also. We, we actually support about 25 other nonprofits with our Hero Miles, including TAPS, which is Tragedy Assistance Program, where we walk fly families to special camps, the kids to special camps for those who have lost um, a military parent. Uh, We have worked with a lot of the different um, athletic, VA athletic um, events, both the, the Golden Age Games as well as the Creative Arts Festivals. We work with the Warrior Games. So you're absolutely right. There have been a number of other nonprofits that we have supported with these Hero Miles. Yes, that's All great. Right. Well, we're getting close to that. We're getting close to that time. We only do have a couple minutes left. And and Carrie and Brian, it was a pleasure having you on our show. It was. It's, you have an outstanding organization there. Yeah, thank you. You know, I would, I would like to leave you with just one very, very quick story. Since I'm assuming most of our, our listeners are military or veterans. Um, I was just going to ask. I was just going to ask you to share. You know, uh, what would you like yeah. to share with our listeners in closing? Go ahead. First of all, um, definitely want to take a moment to to thank all of our veterans and military, and their families, for their amazing service to our country. Um, I truly, truly mean that from my heart. Thank you, and and thank you, our World War II, Korea, Vietnam, certainly from our our most recent conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq, but a special, special thanks also to the family. And I leave you with one story, a very quick one. It was actually an email we got here at the foundation very short little email, just a paragraph, and I read this and just tears came to my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was from a gold star wife, and she wrote, I, I just came back from visiting my husband at Arlington National Cemetery, and I didn't leave flowers, I didn't leave a flag, I didn't leave a photo. I left a Fisher House coin. And that was wow. it. And I was so moved because I realized that in this woman's darkest hours, the one solace that she had was that she had a Fisher house. And, and I think that kind of says it all. It means a lot, Carrie. Thank you. Now, Brian, do you have Thanks. anything to You know, I share? just wanted to touch on one other program we have, and that is, you know, we do scholarships for military children. Uh, last year, we did 700 scholarships uh, 
for uh, students of active duty and retired service members, and we did another 150 scholarships for children of the fallen or those who have been severely disabled in combat since 911. So together, you know, over the course of when we started this program, we've done about $16 million in scholarships. And on top of that, last year we gave a grant for $200,000 to the uh, National Military Family Association for spouse scholarships. So one other thing that folks can find out about by going to our website at fisherhouse.org, our Hotels for Heroes, our Hero Miles, our Fisher Houses, and our scholarship program. So really encourage folks to visit that site. All right. And Bill, thank you for being our co-host today. If you missed any of our shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all the archive shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety channel and we'll see you next week thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of american heroes network please join gary ray again next tuesday at 8 a.m pacific time 11 a.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel have a great week Red, white, and blue We're a